You're listening to Cinema Red Pill. I'm Sharon, and today I have a guest, a filmmaker, Nicole. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Nicole. And Nicole, what do you do? I tell stories. Okay. Um, so, generic. Uh, I am a writer, mm-hmm. a director, and a producer, and also a multimedia journalist. And a, and a writer, an, an author. I also write novels, so... I mean, not nice. write novels as if I've churned them out every week. <laughs> I, I, I like writing in all its forms, basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. A little backstory. I met Nicole at the Ngalabi Film Festival, Short Film Festival. And there she had a screening of a film called Family Tree, mm-hmm. which was really great. Thank you. And it's an honor to have you on the podcast. I'm very excited <laughs> to talk to you and get to really know you because I just know you mostly through family tree but I want to know all of <laughs> <laughs> I want to know everything well let's see yeah. there's a lot yeah. that is not interesting so it see. must be well I'm already really intrigued because you most you really write you said yeah. you've written a novel what kind of novel is that that you've written first of all thank you for having me on the podcast it's a true um, blessing to spend time with fellow uh, cinema people and an honor to be on this I think this is the only like cinephile podcast in Uganda right probably the ones that come up have stopped like yeah. I know two that started and then stopped but mm, then, yeah. it's it's hard yeah. to like sustain a podcast it's not mm, easy it's not. Uh, but yeah back to your question the novel is it started out as a love epic, like an epic love story that spans decades and, you know, multiple characters and also very Ugandan. And I lived abroad for a long time, so I wanted something that, that showcased a long-distance relationship mm. and like the perils and pains and um, also, yeah, just fantasy. Like, it, I mean, the fantasy of what if this was easy? That's how it was born. And then it has now evolved to a story about this four or five characters. And it's still a love story, but there's like romance, but parents, parents and children, uh, parents breaking up, uh, and in a Ugandan setting in which we don't really delve into deeply. And also it's about the cracks that we all have and how like everyone, when you look at them for like say two minutes, they look so amazing and clean and shiny. <laughs> but if you look closer, they, you know, you start to see the, the cracks, yeah. especially with strangers. I think when you, and as a filmmaker, I love observing yeah. and I just love uh, learning from the observations. And you just, yeah. one, because you can, recognize the things that make us human the similarities and then you can also see wow man so they're doing that thing like this okay Mm. let me try it but they don't have to know that you're stealing from them a a way of how to cope in this world (laughs) yeah so that's what it's about then the journalism Mm -hmm. what do you do in line of journalism so i started out as a journalist Mm. and i went to journalism school and in and the journalism school i went to was so with that year they were it was, I think, the first or second year that they were revamping their whole attitude towards journalism, which was, if you came in before, if you came in as a writer, if, wanted to write for print, you would continue in that path. If you came in wanting to do broadcast, you would do that mainly. Mm. But then in my year, they were like, okay, guys, or the year before they started this whole thing where it's like, 
stories are the backbone of any of nice. any piece That's good. and how can you be a journalist that is not just for one medium but for all mediums yeah. who's your audience who's your mm-hmm. what why are you saying what you're saying to that person yeah. i was just like huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so like oh this taps into my actual soul mm. stories and yeah that yeah oh, that's good. how it began so uh, here's yeah. where you studied though yeah i studied in chicago well ta- it's in Evanston and it's in the edge of North Chicago, but yeah, at Northwestern and went to Medill. Yeah, the Northwestern, we all see movies. <laughs> but yeah, I went to Mid- yeah. Edmund, Northwestern, fucking it's loved in it. Movies. Do you know how big a deal it is to be in a school which we've seen? I know, I, I, yeah, I know. But I wasn't thinking about that before. I, I didn't even think I'd connected the dots <laughs> before. Oh, God, that's yeah. interesting. Okay, now to the main point. How mm. did you then get into film? Mm. Yeah. It was a really winding road, mm-hmm. um, as 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 many things are. I think I appreciate this journey for how it has humbled me. <laughs> Life is humbling. Um, so I was a journalist. Did my journalism residency in South Africa in Johannesburg, and I worked on the Africa desk of the Ian. At the time, it was ETV, but it's now in News Channel Africa. And while there, we were doing all sorts of reporting from all over the country, oh, the, the country, the continent, because the audience was UK and also Africa. So it was like the number one private news network in South Africa. And it was on DSTV, and I got to like interact with all sorts of people from Cote d'Ivoire, Senegal, DRC, Chad, Zimbabwe, Botswana, all sorts. And then we do a lot of field reporting. And But then us journalists are, have like... Um, because this was around the time where, uh, like 2012, 2013, that's around the time when sensational news was starting to become breaking news. Sensational celebrity news was starting to become popular, more common on breaking news, like say prime time. So Kim Kardashian posted mm. a da-da-da-da because we needed ratings. Oh. Uh, outlets could not really keep up with the demand for... The, the, the competition and the demand for salacious news. Yeah. And so I remember there was this whole scandal because CNN did this piece about Kim K or someone else in that oh direction. Yeah. So it became rule, like we had to like find news that was sensational for the sake of it. And when you're in that environment for so long, you get very jaded pretty quickly. Mm. And then I felt like I wanted to tell stories and I wanted to, it to be more immediate, but I wanted it to be on a bigger but more entertaining scale. How do you get people to turn into the news and be so happy about it? Or how do you get to tell news that, that is enriching, entertaining? I didn't really... Mm. Again, this is a time when I didn't think film was for me. Acting, yeah. I used to act and I loved it so much. Yeah. yeah. Loved it with all my heart. Still love it, but again, it's not. It didn't occur to me mm-hmm. that this was something I could do. And, and I did a documentary in India with a friend from school about Tibetans in northern India, and how the Tibetans were struggling with their sense of home, with their sense of having. Ne- many of them who are in northern India have never been to Tibet, but they really identify with that, and we wanted to know how they felt. And we connected so deeply with one of our characters and or our subject, and we ended up like forming this bond and I remember thinking how frustrated I was that I got to spend so much time and learn about this guy write articles, make a documentary but still not enough people could identify with it, it's just like cool cool great story and then move on and then I ended up going to Colorado to work in marketing for two and a half years but 
and so many personal things were happening that were very tough and I remember when I went to Colorado because Colorado if anyone doesn't know about Colorado it's like ski country in the US Mm -hmm. it's also mountainous very high altitude is you know high up but it's um it's like the most be- one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to. Hiking, uh, camping, skiing. I'm very outdoorsy. So, yeah, so it was like the world. And I ended up getting an apartment like five minutes to a cinema. Nice. And so I didn't know anybody, right? So five-minute walk. So after work or even on the weekends, whatever mood I was in, I'll just go and see the film. Whatever was there. (laughs) Yeah. And I was walking a lot. I was hiking a lot. I was learning how to ski. I was basically my soul was being healed. And my dad had passed away previously. And so there were so many things going on. I think it was a confluence of getting therapy, grieving, finding being in a new place that opened my heart to like, maybe sort of thinking about I can write a screenplay no. I remember getting out of Selma when Selma yeah. came out and just wanting to scream and like, I, I love going to the movies like every film I come out I was crying I was so emotional the, the, cine, the, the cinematic experience was just yeah. so the soundscape I was like oh my god this and that it was like mm. someone had told me okay you can come out of your shell now and I just felt like I belonged in the cinema. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was home. That sounds very corny, gosh. But I remember going home one time and starting to write fiction. And it was a story. And I remember it was the first time I'd written in two years. And like two years. And, I, and so that was like the first drip, drip, drip. And then I started thinking, oh, let me write a short. I mean, let's write a show. What, how, 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 how do they do this? Yeah. And I, I got some book of Amazon, How Not to Write a Screenplay. How Not to. Yeah, How Not to Write a Screenplay. <laughs> I remember, like, voraciously consuming everything film. What other books did you read? Uh, um, I read bios. Oh. I read um, just the production notes and films. Nice. Um, screenplays, many screenplays. And I knew that... And I said, thinking, you know, it's too late for me to go to film school, but mm. I can start an academy and train young people so that they can know this is possible. Just train, just get skilled, and we build a pipeline. So you try? Did you do it? You built a school for kids, girl? For film? No, we would have known that. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Gosh, no. I, I. So this was. I was like, okay. What do I need for this academy? I need money. Yeah. Who has money? MBAs. Like, okay, we're going to MB- we're going to business school. And so I started studying for the GMAT. I started looking at places I wanted to go to. I I knew that I was going to go to London um, because I I didn't want to stay in the US because the US is so US centric mm. and films there are very I felt like. They, they don't really have a connection to Africa. If they do, they are very warped. But I was like, um, and, they ha- and business school has a lot of scholarships. So I'm a kid of scholarships. I got scholarships from the time I was in S5. And that's how I ended up on the journey I so was in. So this is how you've been able to travel yeah. everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. Uh, really but I'm also a dual citizen. I'm American and Ugandan. Yeah. So... Yeah, so I mean, it's best that I throw that out there and be yeah. honest, so that people don't. Yeah, so that people know it's good to be honest, really. Yeah, because yeah. I don't want to paint a picture that mm. it's 
Although I will say I come from a very um, middle of the line, middle class family, and I was never told you can't do this. I was yeah. just told do your best at everything, and if you want to do this, okay, well, do you know what it takes to get to there? Yeah. Uh, are you doing the work? Uh, are you having a good time? Are you enjoying yourself? Are you growing? Those are the questions my mom and my, and my family asked me, mm. but. It never came up, even though I was great at like dancing and acting. I, it never came up that perhaps you could go and be an actor. It, no, it wasn't a thing. So it was never something. And so I was in such denial that I wanted to do it that I thought business school was the way because if you have an MBA degree, you can ask for money from investors, build a school. That was the reasoning I had. And then I realized very quickly that I'm not great at... Uh, I may not get the best scores in the GMAT, and also I realized that um, I'm more a jeans and chucks kind of guy, girl, and I I would prefer to be in an environment where I did not have to wear, to be nothing but myself. And so I yeah. said, looking into, okay, maybe I can find a dual degree program, business school and filmmaking, right? <laughs> and then I was like, man, no one's going to allow me to do that. And then I realized... If I'm going to pay for this shit, which I was going to get a loan, I was like, I'm going to pay for this shit and invest in myself and make the biggest risk, financial risk I've ever made, I might as well do what I really, really, really want, yeah. which was film school. Nice. And so I identified a film school in London, the London nice. Film School, and researched quite a bit and I was like this is the only place I want to go to yeah. and I was like if I don't get in I'll try again the next year and and that and that and that and I knew I felt like it was international London and the UK in general have a, an old connection with Africa producers have walked back and forth yeah very much but I decided before I found out that I, w I had to move back home so I've never I always knew after high school that I wanted to come back home because I thought uh, I don't want I, I don't want to be a part of people of a part of a group of people that dream about all the solutions for Africa while we're away from Africa because it's a very different thing being in the place and so um, I knew that I was happier creating here and so that's how I I was always trying to come back and so I knew after film school, or if I didn't get into film school, I was still coming back to Uganda. And so I moved back, <laughs> and then I found out I got in, and then I went to, I, I decided to do screenwriting instead of filmmaking, uh, which would have been a more generalized course, yeah. because I'd never written full-time for a year. And I wanted to dedicate, and I was like, what kind of writer will I be if I just wrote and not had to deal with anything else? Which is, again, an insane privilege to even conceive of. But I, I was like, let me, do, let me just try. Mm -hmm. It's a year of investment. Mm -hmm. Let me try. And I fucking loved it. And I mm -hmm. knew that having d done, been around documentary sets and broadcasting yeah. for a while, I, I just always felt I can direct. I know I can direct. And directing is something, for me anyway, that is about collaboration and like Whoever is good at sound, I'll hire the, the person good at sound. I don't need to know every nook and cranny about sound. I, I mean, I'm interested. Yeah. I know what I want to know. I know how I want it to sound, but I can hire. I, I don't need to go and learn about lights in order to, do, to be a gaffer. And in any case, is, I knew that directing is a craft, as is writing, that you sharpen over time. You don't learn it. 
you go and sharpen. So writing though is a motherfucking beast. Am I allowed to What's cast in this? Already? Yeah, very okay, much. Yeah. <laughs> writing is a beast and writing is extremely hard, but it's it's something I can't live without. And so that's how I got into film. Okay. <laughs> Sorry for the long. Oh, okay. My gosh, that was so but long. But it was a very interesting story. I didn't know where you were going ever. So, <laughs> so, so that's good. Yeah, to hear. it was a very. It was like up and down yeah. and down. But I'm so glad I'm here where I am. Is Family mm. Tree your first fi- your first feature first, short? First live action first fiction short. short. Yeah, first live action fiction, fiction, fiction short. Yes. Family Tree. So there was a couple of shorts I had written. And that I was more interested in. But Family Tree, because... So I was always fascinated by our attitude towards polygamy here. Yeah. I I didn't know if it was something that is wrong or right. I just knew it's something that we needed to talk more about. Oh, you should talk about the story of Family Tree for people who had... Oh, yeah. It. So Family Tree is about an eight-year-old girl who finds out that her that she has other siblings mm. at her father... At what appears to be her father's deathbed. I mean, that's the crooks of it. Yes. But it's also about a child who's living her normal life and yeah. believes her normal things. Mm. And suddenly, this one event will change the entire course of her fucking life. And it's not a story that is unique. No. It's not. You, no. you, you know someone who knows someone, oh, you're that person. Everybody has this kind right? of Right? Everybody. And I like that about the human condition that you guys, we are the same. Mm-hmm. No matter where Korea, <laughs> Japan, Thailand, Botswana, we are the same. Mm-hmm. It brings me such joy. That's, I think, the one thing I want to explore in film is we are the same. Yeah. And so I, I was like, okay, we talk about families and the fact that we don't talk about that stuff. And, and then I said writing around a story I had had from school and since us and about how like some dad told the kids get in the car didn't tell them where they're going and like like drove for a bit and then stopped at a gate and it's like Mugende Muzanye inside and the kids are like huh and the kids are like get out go and play and the kids go and then they're like okay so they go in they're playing and then at the end of the day the dad comes and is like hey did you have fun so these are your siblings and it's like say what now (laughs) so I was so taken with that story. I mean, there were so many stories like that in school. And so I devised this whole idea and storyline, pitched it to a couple of people, like, oh, interesting, interesting. Pitched it to Esteri Terandeke, and I was like, yo, I know we've just met, but I want to do this film. Meanwhile, I had no fucking idea. Facebook. I just hit her up. Just hit her up on Facebook. Hit her up on Facebook. Mm. And I was like, hey, really keen to work with you. you seen her? Queen of Katwe, okay. but I also knew she'd been in the theatre world for a bit. Had someone told you about her in some way? No, she was just excellent in Queen of Katwe. Okay, I, I that's think that's amazing. the first time I saw her on screen. Yeah. And I also had heard of her and Sam in the theatre world. Because okay. their, their name has been there for has, a while. Yeah. And I knew that people who are dedicated to their craft are there. And I, I just was like, I'm going to shoot my shot. I had no idea, no fucking clue how I was going to find it. I didn't even... I think naivety really helps. I didn't know mm. what film financing. Oh, I mean, I, I was in school. I, I, I think I was still in film school. And we were learning a lot about the business of film, which is one thing I think I would love to hold workshops about that because mm. I kept so many presentations and documents about it. But I remember I was pitching to her and I was like, we'll figure out the money, we'll figure out the money. Because I was like, I'll just email financiers and be like, hey, Ugandan girl over here, I want to mm. make a film, blah, blah, blah. 
and she was like cool story but <laughs> this is not really like it's typecast because I was going to have her be the mom and the really the focus of that story was kids yeah yeah she told me I've been typecast and I want to sort of go away from that mm. and so I was like cool cool I hear you out and she's like so what inspired this story anyway and I was like yo my family has had some interesting escapades and we are finding healing by talking about it and I think I am a much better person, much better sibling because I had conversations late in life, but I had conversations and was helping me unpack this stuff. Mm-hmm. So she's, so I told her my story. So family tree is inspired by my story, and she was like, "Yo, not in these words, but in like this, <laughs> in this sentiment, yo, if you're gonna make your film, if you are in a place that you are able to make your film, yeah. I, your story into a film." I will be there, in there, in a heartbeat. Also, because the way I describe things, like my best friend has told me that I must, I could be describing the most boring thing, but the way I'm talking about it is like, I'm so passionate about yeah. it. And so I was like, okay. And so I went home and thought about it. Then I started another script called Home Time. The idea that when home time comes, everyone is running around, we're so happy, we're going home, but then for this girl, this home time is never going to be the same again. Because that's how it was for me, it was like, my mom came, we dropped my sister off, my sister, I have to, I have, I grew up with one sister, and she had a different dad, and so my mom was like, Nicole, let's go, your dad is in the hospital, and I was like, oh, okay, what's up, and then we go and see all this stuff happening, and so that's how I remember it, I was like, yo, it was so crazy, no one was saying anything, but all this stuff was happening, and then as an adult, she started to take, put the pieces together, and it was really my dad's death when I was 23, where I was like, yo, you mean to tell me as everyone is here? <laughs> That's when you really start to process because he That's died 15 years after his accident. And it's yeah. like, and we could, we, while in his recovery or like when he was, um, after the accident, he was paralyzed um, and he was only wheelchair bound. So there was only so much we could discuss with him. And no, I no one really ever held him accountable. Like, yo, yeah, my guy, what up? No, no one, no. But uh, and it was, it, it didn't really matter. I mean, yes, now I would love to ask him all these questions. He'd probably be like, "Don't talk to me." <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think I, th- I think not. But um, I was just very interested in that. There's something interesting. Actually, yeah, he was an amazing man. So I, I am hoping that he's proud of me in some way. I don't know. And I, I don't know. I would. Lo- I talk to him all the time, so it's fine. But when he died is when I really started to unpack the meaning of my existence. Mm. You know, being born out of wedlock. What does that mean for the other family? What, mm. what does that mean for everyone else? I mean, these are questions I had as a kid, but I could not ask. So, yeah. Uh, that's how Family Tree was born. It became home. T- it was home time. Then... Uh, I think someone was like, the title, what do you mean? And I was like, mm-hmm. I like the title. And then I had to <laughs> rethink it. And I was like, what is this actually about? It's about mm-hmm. families and yeah. the fact that some of our branches are very great. Yeah. No one is trying to talk about some perfect branches. title. I'm happy they made you change. Thank you. Yeah. I don't remember. I think it came out in a shower. <laughs> Over. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe someone who, has, who, who said it, who suggested it. Um, no, I suggested it. Yeah. Mm. I, yeah. Mm. That's Good. Mm. I want to tell you my story, which has the same. Yes, please, please. What happened for me is we are eight kids, mm-hmm. and it was Christmas Day. My God! <laughs> so we go to the village. That's the title, Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> we go to the village, and then 
we go to the grabs uh, so we're like ah oh, so here is he's just showing us thought he's going to show us our grandparents grabs so then we're there then he says so this is the grave for the first four people's mother then the mother you know is done for the last four they were what? sisters what so this is the exact the same thing happened nobody said anything so he's basically telling us we are cousin sisters right there and then no one said a word no one knew no one said a word no one knew even my big brother the firstborn he was too young he was really really young when she died and the age difference is so little it's the same we all have two years in between so for him he's like okay i remember a woman changing but oh he did care and he's the type of person who doesn't care so they did know that the the mom who is alive is our mom and that mom of ours is a deadbeat like she left so we've grown up only with our dad we only talked about it when she came back that's when everybody began to talk like guys do you remember that christmas when daddy blew that what? No one said a word. Not a single word. For how long? For eight, she came back when I was on campus. It was eight years. Because she left when I was in PA. In P3-4. Came back when I was on campus second year. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing that. Like, yeah. that is... We really... Everybody has this kind of story. I know it's yes. few people. Like, when you meet a person. One, pre- one mom. Mm. One dad. Mm. Together. Mm. All, you're like wild. It's yeah. more of a surprise. Oh, I know, I know. Super extended thing, which shows that there's no such thing as a normal family. Yeah. Because even people from so-called normal families, mm. I think they all also have wounds. We all have wounds. We cannot escape childhood and adolescence without wounds. That's just not how life does its thing. Yeah. No one has a perfect existence, but. It's it's crazy how as a, as a society we have fixated so much on two parents and yes it's helpful to have a father and a da- a mother and like the influence of those parents but I really do think it's about time given to a child mm-hmm. abandonment is the absence of time mm-hmm. uh, neglect that is the absence of time kids don't want money they don't want gifts ultimately yes they will like those things but you forget that stuff I don't mm-hmm. remember my childhood toys. No. I remember maybe the cups I used to eat on, I always eat on, drink on, drink with, and the cups we used, I mean the plates, when my mom was there and she would cook for us and serve us. I remember the time spent. Yeah. And the feeling of that time spent. I, yeah, so, and it's really guardians, because we also had lots of father figures. So mm. I can imagine your sisters were like your mother figures. And oh, that also sure. presented its own like, dynamic. It's own, like now you can't tell me to reverse that. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense for me yeah. to reverse that because that's who they are and they're awesome mothers because they're close at age. So yes. Like, <laughs> Imagine. It's much better. But there's so, like the beats you're talking about, mm-hmm. mm. you really hit. Like I like how people say like when you be really specific, that's when you hit at universality. Yes. And it's so true. It's so, so Be true. more specific. Yeah. Don't really search for things that you've just seen around. Yeah. That's when you lose it. Yep. That's when you lose it. But it's also the process of writing. Mm. Because the first draft, and I think this was maybe draft 11 or 12, maybe, you really see that you're peeling an onion. <laughs> you, at the surface, you're just skating. Because you're also peeling your skin. You're... You're opening your heart. You're opening step by step. And that is a very painful process. For, for, for me to have gotten to this part, even with therapy, even with understanding, because 
I also needed, I knew that I was fine writing this story. But I also knew I wanted to make it fiction, largely fiction. Because there are bits that are amazing. And my memory, I know, is not as reliable. Mm. But there are the bits. And yeah. then, but the filling in the gaps. So I was yeah. like, oh, this I want to play. Mm. But in order to be comfortable to do that, to know also I'm exposing my entire fucking soul to the world. Yeah. And I and I and I and I've reached a point at least with that story I was like I don't care as long as I know that it's going to help more people than it's going to shock. Mm-hmm. It's going to make people have conversations with themselves about their own families. And that a little bit of conversation even with yourself is like your like this pressure coming out. It's just a little bit of pressure. Mm-hmm. It's like flowing out of you even if you can't see you know, I, I I really think talk therapy, even talking with ourselves, um, is so life changing. But that's cinema, man. I could talk Yay. all day about fucking cinema, I, and we won't even finish. <laughs> I wanted to talk about how you funded your film. You filmed it via a Kickstarter. Yes. Oh my god! Again, naivety. <laughs> <laughs> The most anxious period of my life. I mean, I'm generally anxious. Mm-hmm. I have to manage my anxiety every day. But my God, I do not wish um, <laughs> that when my enemies... I mean, I, I want people to go and risk and do that. But you have to go in strong. Asking for money in general is not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it requires an element of subtracting yourself from dignity. <laughs> or your idea oh, of dignity no. okay because dignity comes with ego mm-hmm. and ego is not helpful when it comes to asking for help especially when it's help that is means so much to you mm-hmm. and and my first film um i was told many times make it cheaper and i had others and i could have made a cheaper film mm. but i thought no no, no, no. I, this is the one I want to make, and I believe I'm going to make it. Again, I had no evidence whatsoever <laughs> to believe that. Yeah. And I had to produce my own film in the beginning because I didn't know that what I was doing was producing. I just mm. knew that I wanted it to get made. So what do I need to do? Make the, 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 the deck, the, present, the pitch deck. Um, make a budget. Make, talk to people who had, you know, my, old, my classmates, and who had become friends, asked them what their process had been like. They were like, oh, you want to do a Kickstarter? Okay, well, I, you know, I'd, I'd been involved in a crowdfunding campaign for Chenvu, and oh. I had also been exposed to some of the different ones out there. Mm-hmm. So what happened was, I was like, I'm not going to ask for money because people have not seen my work. Mm-hmm. I want to ask for money, sorry. I want to ask for money when they know that, oh, yeah, Nicole can't do this. But mm-hmm. here I'm asking them to sleep out on faith yeah, that's that that's rude. Yeah. It's rude. <laughs> but of course, I was the one giving out money to other guys. That you know, whatever. If I have money and if there's a creative out there asking, I will always give. But I could not afford myself the same compassion at the time. And this was really the onset of depression. Um, so I also have to manage my depression. I suffer from depression, and I need to manage it. Mm-hmm. And there are ways I've been able to do that. I can get into later. But mm-hmm. it and my depression for someone who is extremely like high energy, high enthusiastic, very optimistic on the surface, mm. it sneaks up on me and I don't sometimes I don't, I'm not sure, I'm not familiar. <laughs> but now I'm a bit better, a bit better, but I was in the like I was sinking in and I didn't really I was just like 
what is going on? And I remember thinking, okay, well, I want to die. Yeah, it was, I was like, I want to die. I'm really, like, lost, and I don't understand what's happening. But I want to make this film. Like, that was the guiding light, right? I was like, whatever else, I want to make this film. So it was, I was on the edge of, I don't fucking care if someone judges me because I'm writing my story. I don't care. I got, I made this deck, sent it to my mom and sister. They're like, are you, are you writing about your, your, your story? I was like, yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. My mom was like, hey, Bambi, we shall let us know what, what the support you need. <laughs> and then I asked someone that I'd met. So I had like a five-day walking stint in Dubai many years ago, mm-hmm. as if I'm 40, <laughs> many years ago. And I met a woman there who was a British Kiwi woman. And we bonded for like four days, and she was an amazing person, became like a big sister figure in my life. And I remember I sent this de- deck to her, and I was like, yo, um, what do you think? I'm raising $20,000. Because one of my friends, filmmaker friends, Ali, I had presented him the idea. And like, Ali Musoke. Ali Musoke, yes, mm-hmm. who is, you know, someone very close to my heart. Mm-hmm. He said, man, if we could only get 20K in this country. And so one of the things I want to do is, like, really build a pipeline for funding, film, film financing, because there are excellent filmmakers yeah, here. so many. Excellent filmmakers, but like providing financing because this is a very expensive, privileged mm-hmm. occupation. But so many people can do it. Brilliance is evenly distributed, opportunity is not, right? And so I was like, if we get 20k, I can't get that 20k from people. I don't know, someone, <laughs> somewhere. God, what's up? <laughs> Literally, I kid you not, that's how I. I had that. That's the attitude. And so when I told this lady, and I was like, yo, Anna, she called Anna. I want to do this. She's like, sounds amazing. Oh, my God. I made a presentation about what we need. An investment pitch deck. You know, that I was going to send to every email I collected while in London of people who said, yeah, we'll finance projects from Africa. (laughs) And I was like, mate, I have got your email. Do not be surprised. And I come in your inbox. I was prepared. In fact, I'd already started. I had my spreadsheets. I had the tracking. Emailed yes or no. What have they said? Notes. You know, all of that. She told me, I'll pledge 2K, but I think you should start a Kickstarter campaign. Mm. Because then I can share the link. It's very hard to share a PDF, but maybe I can share the link and I would love to help in any way I can. And so I was like, oh, how can I tell her no? Because I'm scared and because I don't think it's worth it. I, yeah, that was a further like couple of days of having to face myself and say, what are you really afraid of? And I was just afraid that people wouldn't take me seriously. I was afraid that they would say, it's your first film. You're being too arrogant. 25K, what do you mean? I thought about all the things I thought people would think. And maybe some people thought those things. Maybe they didn't. Who the fuck cares? So that's, you know, that's the, the, yeah. Maybe even, you know, I, I was like, at this stage, Nicole, you don't care, right? You want to die or you want to make this film? That was really where I was at. And and so I I was like, okay, fine. What do I need to do to make this Kickstarter? Started researching and um, Kickstarter, you had to be from one of the countries or have like an account, a bank account in one of the countries or like your social security or whatever mm-hmm. that they, they, they function in. And I was like, okay. Um, American making a film in Uganda, brain or brain now, whatever. <laughs> I create, you know, wrote up the, asked this guy so I wanted to collaborate with at the time. Yo, yo. And I'd already been talking to some people. We were just waiting for the project and financing to come whatever, whenever it was ready. And a lot of 
crewing is about making films with people you believe in yeah. people you you feel are nice to other people people who are who believe in something bigger than themselves and who are so passionate about the power of stories and i was just like guys i'm just trying to look for money and i didn't want to move back to the states because i felt i really wanted to be here so i you know made up this kickstarter and people were like okay well how much are you asking? Maybe we should ask for like 10 and then solicit from people. The other 15, I was like, who am I going to ask? And I was like, I know some people over my 10 plus years of living all over the world. Let me just send to people, everyone and anyone. Told my mom, if we don't make the figure, we don't get anything. So that's the Kickstarter policies. Yeah. And I remember it was, the end of November that we're going to launch and someone was like, but it's Christmas, like you shouldn't because uh, the people don't people have already, yeah, don't it's not the right time, mm-hmm. I don't think this is good, there was, this is just one example of all the many things people, well-meaning, amazing loving people were saying, don't do this or do that, don't do this and I just had this I believe it was God that was like you're doing it. Until you said you want to die, right? So just do it. Like, what? I, what's, what's the worst that could happen? Literally was my, oh, I guess I'm waking up now. Why won't this depression leave me? What's wrong with me? I have a roof over my head. I have, like, I think that was the time I thought, maybe I should seek medication because this is, doesn't make sense. And, but I had the film. I had the film, the, the, put, the possibility of making a film. And I remember I asked for advice on how to like crowdfund from different people, made the spreadsheets, did as much as I could preparation. 29th November, clicked, get, go live. Um, Anna put her 2K, my sister and my mom put their money, and we just said like that. And I will say here that it was the $100, the $25, the 10s, the 5s, the, from people from all over the world, friends of friends, family of family, like people who didn't know me, people who knew, oh yeah, this is so interesting, oh my god, I know this story, it's also like mine, people as far away as like Russia, who were like, yeah, this has happened to me, or who identified with Nagawa's story, and it was a, it was a miracle happening, I, I mean, I don't, I tend not to believe in those things of like meant to be, or miracles, or whatever, I I, it was um, it was something I could not explain how this film be- got made and by what 29th December after 30 days also there's the chance do you want a 30 day or 60 days I was like man we're already at the edge let's go 30 <laughs> let's go 30 no actually we wanted to get 20,000 and then we raised 21,000 but I'd already spent my money on pre-production because I was like guys we're going to make that film. I don't know where the money is coming from. Literally, I would sleep with zero shillings in my wallet. But then maybe overnight someone sends a payment that they didn't for my, a job that I'd done. And I would have money for costumes. Then I would have money for art. Mm-hmm. I would have money for location scouting. Like It was like that. I was like, I have to believe in something that is acting independently of my human understanding that this is happening mm-hmm. and we were we were still crowdfunding but we're in pre-production we picked the dates because in film you put the dates you pick the dates and you walk backwards yeah whether there's rain or sun you, you pick the, you yeah. just do it because you've booked equipment you've gone yeah. and done all the relationship building with the location owners and i was just like i don't know if i'm gonna make this mm-hmm. film but i'm excited and yeah we got the funding 
and I didn't I had forgotten that Kickstarter you have to wait 14 working days oh my be- god <laughs> before they can transfer the money to your account so that is like 16 17 days oh my god and this is 29th and we were shooting 13th Jan to 14th 15th what I was like oh my god we have t- we have to pay transport. We have to pay equipment. These guys are not going to release equipment. A whole red Gemini. Best of, the money is coming. The money is coming. Nah, that was not their story. No. No, they weren't interested. So there I was thinking, oh, well, I guess we're fucked. But let's just see tomorrow. And then my sister graciously uh, loaned me some money to start because you don't need the full amount mm. and I had a little bit um, I think every single ma- I am money every single coin I made from photography or copywriting you know freelance jobs went into the film everything I've never been as possessed in, as, in something <laughs> as I have making the film which is the best moment of my life and I I remember after we did the shooting and then we came back and then the money came in i paid my sister i paid everyone that was the highlight yes making the film and the first day on set and feeling that like oh yeah this is where i'm supposed to be yep yep all of this worked out producing was such a hard thing it's like i am never producing my own project <laughs> but now i kind of miss it but now i'm like oh my god and i remember thinking i paid people like for their for their effort and time and their skill it must feel good cuz oh. too often people do stuff for free yes yes and yes and it's not good guys don't do that like yeah. pay people i know it's it, but it's so hard to find the money it's yeah, yeah. The it's thing. a catch 22 but i i, I know I, I agree with you we make the film but get the money mm. and that's that's the thing is like where are you going to get the money but there is funding out there anyway so that's how we got to make the film that was a hella long explanation but yeah. Kickstarter I'm is an adventure though, about mm. what was directing like even for you oh. what kind of director are you also right yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that question because you get a different answer when you hear directors responses very I'm different. a very very um, so I've directed photo shoots I've directed um, and produced like documentaries really not di- documentary director is good but you're just producing in the sidelines. <laughs> oh my god, that's the best. Yeah, I, I some gone. some director said that, and I've always used it <laughs> from there on. Yeah, documentaries. The director you have is good. No plan. No plan. Wait. You're just intrigued by a character yeah. or a situation. Yeah. Mm. Um, I am a very collaborative director. I'm just a very collaborative person in general. So I ask a lot of questions. I love to ask even the actors because we had some issues, man, um, on set and. I asked, I asked one of the actors, like, how would you direct this scene? Mm. So I also respect that I don't know much. Mm. And I know that the people I've hired know a lot in what yeah. they're doing and specifically in what they're doing. I have my vision. And so I also make sure I have a lot of conversation. Mm. I want to hear how the people think. I want to know their stories. I want to know why. How they identify with the characters. Do they identify with the characters? So this is a lot of conversation we have before we even shoot. But me and Ali, who was the DP, we plan some shots i had some storyboards made but also and i write very visually uh and so i i but then i was like let's wait for the magic on set because i also learned that filmmaking itself like the film is a live 
it's an amoeba. It's changing at every stage and the chemistry and energy of the space mm-hmm. will tell you what it wants. Yeah. And so I I try very much to listen and to be patient in that way, but I enjoy talking to people like uh, even with the way I do my portraits. I don't like pausing. I'm very much like let me wait because in photojournalism when we were training it's like you could park your, your body on one place in one mm-hmm. position whether you're squatting and wait for the moment to arrive. That's and good. That's the kind of director I, I want to grow into more is like being uh, a, a servant of the moment and the story in the moment. And so it, it's a combination. I know what I want, what I'm picturing, but I want like, what do you think? And sometimes it can come off as like, I'm unsure, or maybe I'm a bit insecure with what I'm thinking, but I don't really don't care if someone thinks that. I, I really want to know, like, what, what are you thinking? Do you think I'm wrong? Why? Do you think I'm right? Why? Uh, how do you see this story? So I'm, and if I'm not asking out loud, I'm just listening to what the crew is saying. Also paying attention to the vibe and the energy after a take. So the, in the script, there is a particular way it ended, which is not how it ended in the film. Because, oh. my God, we struggled. The energy really? between the mother and the daughter was not working out. Oh. And everyone on set could feel it. Even because oh. we were shooting at a hospital where it was a packed mother's maternity ward. Oh. So, so there was women, pregnant women behind. And then there was us, the crew, fixed on this other end. And they had all stopped, I guess, as the take was happening. But you could tell from the silence that mm, it has not come. It hasn't. My toes haven't called the way all, all the way over. And so I was like, okay, guys, what's happening? Let's take 20 minutes. Meanwhile, night is going. They're telling us, it was stressful. But I remember asking the actors, guys, what's happening? What is wrong? And I separated them and I talked to the mother separately, I talked to the daughter separately and I was like, you have to tell me otherwise I'm changing the ending and that means we're changing the story so you need to talk to me and so we talked I heard what was happening and they did the scene but then um, the actor challenged me in a way about how the scene, she didn't believe that the scene would be the way it was then I challenged her back and then I was like "You, how would you direct this scene then and she gave me an idea, I was like okay let's try this so it's always like we're dancing what was your original ending for the film? oh so the film was going to end with the mother hugging her and saying it's okay Shh. Oh. and would end with shh over black, oh. fade out, then the credits. <laughs> I had hopes. You had I had hopes. I had a life week. And it ends yeah. with a book now. Yeah, it? no, because, in, you know, that that's my... I so my editor, Ooh, Esther me. came to beautiful woman, Inside and Out, and she told me how, like, editing in Uganda has been, for her anyway, her experience is that the director tells you what they're going to do, and you follow the instructions. Mm-hmm. And yet, I am of the view that the editor is their own filmmaker. They cut it, then you they're, come. Then you come. Yeah. They are a storyteller. Yeah, like, they're their own storytellers yeah. also. My editing was rough for us emotionally because mm. it was hard, it was hard. We were mm. not getting what we wanted. I was like, okay, after three cuts, I was like, but what is your cut? Yeah. You tell me what you think. And she had her cut, and then I had some people as well that I, I was like, please see it, let me know. And what came back to us was like, where is the girl going? Because mm-hmm. she refuses that car, that car hug, mm-hmm. and she moves. 
mm. away because this guy has never really bonded emotionally in this film and so you realize like okay she has gone and then we stay on Maggie on the mom yeah. and people are like this is not Maggie's story this is the child's, the child's story, story yeah. in my mind when I was conceptualizing this I was like no it's both of their stories <laughs> no, no, no. and people were like okay well this is a short and also too you've made us want to know what's happened to this girl so you can't just leave us hanging so I was like okay so me and Esther thought and thought we took two months off so you asked me about the post-production process yeah she came on site she was there while we were shooting and I wanted her to come because I wanted her to cut dailies along the way same time and I was so ambitious <laughs> and it's like oh my gosh we're gonna have a cut you know in a month oh my gosh <sighs> that is not the case because she had a cut but then I had to go to school for graduation and I came back and it was brutal just like facing the footage and figuring out what are you trying to say because the, the film has died that you have in your mind has died it's gone finish it's a whole other thing <laughs> and then the film you oh are shooting God. is not the one you end it's up seeing it's not the one you end up seeing <laughs> yeah. which is amazing yeah. and I was talk- in talks with the composer the composer had already come up with um, some so, uh, score I was also trying to figure out who's going to do my post for sound mm-hmm. and I was talking to a bunch of people actually the person who was supposed to do it basically flaked and stopped returning my calls so there I was I was like hmm okay they don't want money I guess and then I had about Quad A mm-hmm. and Quad A has Andrew and Paul and um, Timothy and I was like okay these guys seem to know what they're doing and I think mm-hmm. Diane as well I think her name is Diane and so, just again talking on ideology, like, do we vibe? Because oh, I, that's you know, important. I think it's so important. It's so important. You can have the best <laughs> equipment, but do we vibe? Are you a person I can get down with? Are you a person that we can spend hours talking? Are you a person that I can learn from? That maybe, hopefully, you can learn from me. And I found that with the people I spend time in post. But we had months where we were just like, what are we doing? <laughs> And then we came back, me and, edit, and Esther, the editor, we came back, uh, I think around um, April, May, we're like, okay, let's get serious. <laughs> and we just had fresh eyes and were able to conceptualize that ending. Okay, let's cut this and do that. Uh, we spent a lot of time talking about film, about our lives, about her child, about our hopes, our dreams. We spent a lot of time just feeling each other. And I think that's how collaborations are made. Not in the actual work work that you signed the contract for, but in the, do I know the sound of your soul? I mean, I'm vomiting Aww. in my throat. At the t- but, yeah, <laughs> but honestly, do I know the sound of your soul? Do I, do I, you know, do, you, do I feel the meaning rather mm-hmm. than hear you telling me all the time? And it requires patience and giving into the process. Yeah, it's a process. So that was post. And then July, June 30th, we, we wrapped everything. I wanted to strip naked and run in the streets of Intinda because that's where the post studio was, just in happiness. We'd finished. I was also trying to submit to Telluride. Mm-hmm. Telluride is my dream festival. Mm-hmm. I want to open... I want my my I want a film to like open at Telluride. I Why love is Telluride your dream. Why well, is Telluride your dream? I don't know. I think Telluride is in Colorado. Oh, 
Yes, that is exactly where Moonlight opened. Barry Jenkins talks a lot about Telluride. That's where Barry Jenkins' past is. Yes, he works a lot. He works. He's the short films programmer. No. Yeah, director programmer. Yeah, but he like sees the short films, and I I I love Colorado people. I love the. I love just how the films there that they choose to showcase. I I like them. I really. I think it was like a homecoming. In my mind, it was like a homecoming. I respect... I Also, there's a lot of people buying films, a lot of people who have money that go to Telluride. Mm-hmm. Colorado is also filled with very, very, very wealthy people that that want to spend on good causes. So why not go and say hi? <laughs> and, and, and so, yeah, that would be a dream, is to open a film at Telluride. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh my God, if we get into Telluride, so we submitted to Telluride. But we, I think we submitted... A cut that wasn't even anyway. Point is, we didn't get into Telluride, mm. but yeah, that was the goal. And then we finished by first July, and then in seven weeks, seven days, I flew to DC to produce a film, a short film, and mm. and that's how we like kept going. And then the film, then we just kept submitting. Oh, I found them online because I'd been to the Ngalavi last year, yeah. and I was like, "This is amazing!" And it was at the rooftop, mm. and I'd missed the submission call for some reason. Well, I was in, I was working on another film, and so I was, you know, when you're in that zone, you're really in that zone. And so I was, I came back, and I was like, "Oh my god, I missed this!" And I just emailed them. I was like, "Is it too late to submit for your consideration?" And that's how Ngalavi happened. I actually even submitted to Uganda Film Festival, but we submitted via Film Freeway, and. They never, I, they lost, they lost, or they, whatever. They're there to put physical copies, aren't you? Well, they have a freeway, film freeway account, and they're like, it's free. But then on the week when they were like, oh, you're going to film festival happening, and this, I was like, hey, we never had back. Bossy, what's your name? Send the link again. Yeah. And we're like, oh, cool, cool, Sounds cool. Like yeah. <laughs> but then I was... I, Ngalavi was, I think, a dream. Not, I think, it was a dream for me. That's really good. That, and the yeah. premiere went really well. It went really well. That was the most uh, packed day. There really? Packed. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, they yeah. ran out of headphones. Yeah. yeah. So it was over successful. Ah, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. And now you got into Pan African Film Festival. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh! Again, I am Are so you going grateful. To yeah, actually. When is it happening? Uh, I think it's already begun today or yeah, tomorrow. Mm. Uh, and I leave for LA tomorrow. Oh, how lucky. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wasn't supposed to go, but at the last minute, my mom and my sister were like, we've calculated how much it would cost because they live in America. They're like, we've calculated how much it would cost for us to go and support the film. And we're like, this is about the same it would cost for you to come from Interior to LA. So why don't you just go? And I was like, what? Oh my God. I was just like, no, this can't be real. Because I had really like said, I can't afford it. It's yeah. fine. Good, we'll see the film through. Yeah. We had a good run. I'm so proud of my team. Mm. So proud of the film. At Ngalabi, I was watching. I was so nervous because a lot more people were going to watch this. Mm. And I was, I remember thinking, mm, I'm so nervous. I, can't, mm. I don't know, like, what if they don't receive it in the same way? You know, when a crowd watches versus on your new computer, it's a different Ooh, thing. It's a different thing. It's so different. Yeah. And, and my God, the crowd laughed in the right places. And it was, I, it was, I think within five minutes, I was like, I, I was even watching as a, a participant. I, I didn't even think I directed it. I was like, but now I'm this. <laughs> it was so fucking tense, which I loved because I love tense things. I love tense environments. 
so when I was watching it at yeah. the gallery with my partner, he yeah. asked me like, he really liked the film and he's oh, not great. a film person. Really? You know, like, hard I know. Film. I know that just because I'm there and yeah. he really like, this is the kind of thing I like. This is the kind of thing I want to do. Really good feedback from someone who did Oh my god! But then his question was like, is she going to make? more like i want to see more i want to know of the this whole story. story yeah like for yeah. him it was like i didn't want i wanted to know everything everything yeah like i wanted the full-blown feature wow so, oh, that? highest <laughs> highest compliment but nago that i made up here mm. is not me per se and so i think I'm nervous to get into it, but enough. So many people, not so you, like at least more than six are like, yeah. "What happened? What's going on?" Yeah, da, da, I da, could da. see it as a feature. I think it could be a feature. Yeah. Only if you feel like you want. No, I think it could. I think nerves are also brought yeah. by laziness nerves of like, I just wanna. Nerves are great. Yeah. It's like I just want to like make something else. But <laughs> no, you're right. Um, so you can tell your partner if he's listening mm-hmm. that. Okay, I'm going to go and, 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 and develop this. But there's a story called Let's Tell This Story Properly. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of it? It's no. written by Jennifer Nansubuga Makumbi. Oh, yes! Yes, one of <laughs> the one best of the writers. In, is it one of the short stories it is, but in it, her book, Manchester? Yes. So I have, oh, a, I have a deep, 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 deep Do you know respect. when you were talking about your writing? And yeah. About as you like, you must like Jennifer Marcus. Oh, must like, must like. I love her. <laughs> I love her work. Yeah. Um, I read Let's Tell This Story Properly in 2015, or at the end of 2014, um, when it won the Commonwealth Short Story Prize. Yes. And I remember the, f- like, I was getting chills. I was, I remember standing up, getting off my bed and thinking, holy shit, this must be a movie. Mm. This must be a film. Mind you, or Makyu, I did not have any idea how I was about filmmaking or making film. I just knew in my mind, this was the second time it had happened to me where I read something and I was like, this has to be a film. And when I read that story, I, after getting over my reaction and reading it again, stalked her online, found her email address, wrote to her and said, thank you so much for writing something so powerful. This is amazing. Da, 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 da. I've never in my life felt like I could be seen like this and it's, uh, that wasn't my story but it was it was it just made me feel Ugandan and also at the same time human yeah, that's how her books that's how her feel. books are it's just, I mean, she's it's so gifted and so I ended up asking for the rights to adapt did she give you the rights? this is 2015 and so I got I got to talk to her agent who um, told me about the process and so years passed, and we, you know, we're still talking and whatnot. And I don't know if I'm supposed to say it out loud. Yeah, I guess I am because I want to right, find money to make the film. But I ended up uh, going when I went to London. I was like, oh, I have to get on this because Kinto was bloody amazing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let's tell this story properly. It has to be made. And after my experience working with my crew, I vowed to myself that I must take my crew international. We are at the we're functioning at the highest quality. I've worked in sets all over, not all over, but like in the US, in the UK, and I was like, yo, we are just as good, if not in many areas, better than the and also the crew, the energy in the set. I was like, No, we can do it. And so I was like, We're gonna have to make let's tell the story properly. Mm-hmm. But I but I got the I got the shopping it's called a shopping oh, agreement. Yeah. Basically like 
you sign it's like you're renting the the rights yeah and and i didn't pay have to pay because i'm poor but <laughs> I, I was like so that's what a shopping agreement is that okay explore it for some time and see where you get to it and i've written a script so it's one of the features i've written and it's still in the first draft phase and maybe i can send it for, to you for feedback because i because I, I need to have at least 30 drafts before i feel safe oh please workshop i really <laughs> yeah I, fe- I feel like i've seen scripts come from i know it's the best thing and workshop you don't mean literally going to a workshop just i know just oh yeah oh just i'm a i'm a believer people. in that yeah and also feedback is one of those very interesting things and and I giving feedback and receiving feedback is always a dance and and so I am so passionate about that story. I want to make it I am universe is very the universe is very aware, God is very aware. I think about that film and that story maybe two times a day. Really I really, <laughs> really want to make it. So I know that I want to I'm, I know I'm okay. going to make it at some point. Uh, not a point soon so that is so that film really just to tie it back to the question am i going to make a feature um i find the themes very similar Mm -hmm. to family tree Mm -hmm. but again i haven't received a save the date when i'm dying so i'm i'm i guess it will be one of the films the features i make whether it's let's tell the story properly first or family tree after or first whatever i will i will do it for your partner yes I'll make it. No, for like, I, for I, everyone. I, I know. For, let's tell the story. You, right? It's amazing. So, no, if you I haven't watched it and you're listening, please <laughs> just Google "Let's Tell the Story Properly" by yeah. Jennifer Makumbi. Yeah. Nancy Makumbi. She added it in her new book. I got she did. Book. Yes. I have a oh, girl! Like <laughs> you're going to. You, have you read it? Have you read the? I haven't yet read it. You're in for a treat. Bring ice cream, crisps, <laughs> whatever you want, and just put there on your side, oh, on all God. sides, right? All your hands. Ah, it's an amazing, it's a delicious yeah. collection of short stories. Yeah. And le- yeah, let's tell this story properly. My God. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's one of my loves here. It stays I'm here. Good. Be excited. I want it to be our foreign language film submission to the Oscars. Ooh. But uh, well, foreign language, well, international feature. International because it feature. will, you have to, I think, I think have 70 or 71 percent, yeah, foreign language, foreign right? Language, yeah. But. And I know I need help with the Luganda part of the dialogue, but and and as I meet actors and as I meet people, I'm always casting them for this film. You know, I mean, this film really is my just just imagine the 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 opening scene in that you know she's just there sitting in the armchair naked, but also think of the poster for that. That's insane. Yeah. Oh, if I start talking about this film, I'll never stop. Hey. Yeah. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you for That's your time. It's been so great talking to you. Oh, it has been amazing. Thank you for opening your heart also in this process. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Vice versa. Mm. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so Sharon. Much. This has been great, guys. This is Nicole. We'll look forward to the feature film. Yes. Yes. I'm making a feature film this year, so I will be enlisting your help in terms of first of all reading the script oh, uh, second of all um, casting and third yeah I'm making, I'm making a feature film like a low budget one but Yay. I'm excited oh, I used to say to make a film but now it's producing time so my god so, yeah. yeah but yay can't wait thank you so much Nicole. thank you